The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. Welcome back, friends. It's hour two of In This League right here on Sports Grid. I'm Chris Welsh. That is Scott Bogman. We are in this league. That's right. Now we are in this league. Let me ask you something. Uh, we, we just talked about the NLCS and the World Series getting, uh, you know, they, they've got, um, they're going to sell tickets for it. You said, I think, a little over 11,000, something like that. Yeah, 11, 11, five for each game of the NLCS and the World Series are available. And we talked about the Marlin man and everything. And, you know, the tickets are probably way too expensive, but let's just take that Can off. You the imagine board. like what you've been to playoff games. Like what was, what's like a, even a nosebleed playoff game ticket. Look like? I mean, they're not crazy expensive, uh, but I mean, also chase field is cavernous. So, you know uh, I think the last time I went to a playoff game was the D backs against the Rockies in the wild card. The one where Archie Bradley hit the triple and everything. I think that was 60 bucks. And those were nosebleeds. So okay, so I mean, you're. Pro- I'll bet you. I'll bet you it's probably a buck fifty to two hundred for the cheapest ticket. Right, at least, at least. So yeah, they're um, all going to be pretty good seats. But let's say let's take that out of the equation. You can afford to go. You're big baller Welsh. Mm. Obviously, you have your own brand and all that stuff, so you can go. Um, yeah. Would you? If if they were playing the bubble here in Arizona, it's not a team that you care about but you're in one of the few areas that has uh, the ability to go watch a baseball game in 2020. Are you going to go do it? I think I, it's a great question. It's more concerning for you. You've got kids and you know, you live with your wife and mother-in-law and lives with you and all that stuff. Cause you're taking care of her. But for me, I got nobody living here. So I think I would go. Like, I got nothing. So yeah, I, yeah, I got nothing. I give my cats to COVID. Uh, they can get it, but uh, um, I think I'll around be okay. that many people, um, I, I don't know if I would. Like the instructs are taking place out here in Arizona, and I want to go to those. And I'm I'm not sure if it's going to happen. We're going to find out this week. They actually open up, and it's kind of a question: what's going to happen with media? I want to go to those. Uh, but simply, there would be just practically nobody there. You know, it's just the players and a couple people. The game with eleven thousand people, 
with how things are coming into flu season, I personally, I would probably, probably stay away. But if I got like amazing tickets, I don't know how I would pass up yet, especially the World Series. So amazing opportunity. It's a good question. It's a really good question. I'd be curious where other people are. Uh, go to break. We come back though. You can answer that. And we're going to tell you all about week four in the NFL. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Can't believe what fell. All your dreams. Yes. Pops down the drain. Let's play some in this league. Welcome back, friendos. It's in this league right here on Sports Grid. You know that because you're listening, whether it's on the podcast, which you can make sure you subscribe to. Lots of other ITL properties out there as well. Any podcast app, just uh, type in the, in this league or ITL. You'll see the football. You see the baseball. We've got the prospect show. We've got college football, fantasy black book. There's a wrestling show on. There's a ton of stuff. So uh, check it out. All the in this league stuff. We would appreciate it. And uh, while you're at it, come over to in this league.com and sign up today. It's the beginning of the month. It's the best time, the best time to justify it. Five bucks will get you uh, a decent long way. You'll get the comedy secret shows, which we're going to have an extra one in October. So three Bogman's got the live streams where you can watch along with him on uh, Thursday night games. We've got different lists, all different sports stuff. We've got group me rooms if you want to go further. So check it out. And uh, you are directly supporting us. So we appreciate you when you do that in this league.com takes you I, over to the Patreon. I got to say, I, I enjoy when you talk about, uh, you know, all of our stuff because we're working real hard at it, obviously all the time. But uh, I do like when you say, uh, you know, you could justify it right now because you are speaking to married men. I mm -hmm. feel like talking to their wives saying you know what's this five dollars and you're like well i wanted to try out this thing i supported the, this local podcast you know all this stuff so you're saying justified because me as you know as they would call me on uh your mom's house a wag beard alone guy i'm like why do i have to justify it it's just five bucks i'll just do it yeah. you know well that's but also i think there, there's a mental thing that i deal with as well where it's just figuring out it's like if you're you know, gonna you're spend like, Money, you're like well why am i doing it like well, you, have you know i mean we remind everybody all the time which like it could be annoying and stuff like that it just is what it is but like you know it's the 15th of the month and it's like hey come sign up for the thing you might be like oh yeah but you know i'm only getting half and then talk yourself out of it well this is the best time because you got the yeah. entire month ahead of you and you know people just 
dollars go in uh, different places. But like we said, it's, you know, it's still cheap. We haven't raised the prices on our Patreon, uh, even though all the other stuff is. So get the entertainment and uh, support your boys while you're at it. And we would appreciate you right. when you do so. Week four of the NFL. Every week, Bogman and I, we do our picks. We said in 2019, Bogman was like 50 games over 500. Uh, it's been a really weird year, especially with just the structure of, you know, no, um, uh, no exhibition games early on, no preseason. Uh, I wanted to say spring training there for a second. That's why I got <laughs> caught up. But no, uh, you know, no games prior to week one, which seemed to alter some stuff. So we've been doing our picks all the way through. So let's get a little bit of a review on week three, Bogman. I'm very excited about it. I don't know why I'm so excited about the review of week three. Uh, probably because you were really good. I did forget to add it up. Really? I'm going to add it up right now. Let's see. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and six against the spread for you uh, this week, the Welsh. So, very, very good week. Is that your best week so far? Uh, take a look up there. Three, Let's see. four, five, seven, six. and eight, eight, and seven. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, that it's only three weeks. That is my best of the three weeks on the against the spread. And was I really nine and six like, over under? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You were nine and six on both. So uh, big, big week for you. I was eight and seven uh, against the spread. And we don't need to talk about over-unders, do we? No, People get it, you know, uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. I was uh, I was six and nine on uh, over-under. So our parlays were pretty terrible. So um, you had the Niners who did win, Tennessee oh. under, nope, and the Chargers who lost outright to the Panthers. So, so my parlay was horrible. How, how was yours? Mine was not much better. I got uh, I got the over. I got two out of three. I got the over. I got Green Bay against the spread, but I did pick Dallas to beat the spread against um, Seattle, and uh, they did not. So because Seattle but, scored. So I think against the spread, I'm 24 and 21. Does that sound right now? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. 24 and 21. And I'm the exact, I'm the exact same on my over-unders too. You were 500 coming into this week. Look at that 24 and 21 on both sides. So I got a little, uh, little six game plus I am six games over 500 on both sides. Very nice. I would be 26 and 19, uh, against the spread. And then on over-unders, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not so high. So what's what, what's the there? number? Uh, 17, 28. Ooh, Bogman. What happened with you with the over-unders? I'm not good at him this year. Every game goes over. So was that um, your thing last year? I thought you were the, you were the actual picks last year was your thing anyways. No, no, it was over-unders was, uh, oh. I think I was about 21 or 22 games over 500 against the spread, but I was 49 games over on over-unders. So I'll get back on track. It's just that, uh, you know, the defenses are not showing up at all. I thought, you know, uh, I thought we were going to have adjusted lines uh, last week because of that. And no, it was still most games went over. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, eight, uh, nine, nine, uh, nine and six were overs last week. So if you just took the over on every game, you went nine and six. And that's what week. I did. <laughs> I almost <laughs> took the over on everyone. I think I got only two unders correct if I'm uh, if I'm looking at how this is done properly. But hey, nine and six on both sides. Your boy is over 500, six games over 500. And I guess technically with your over-unders, I've got a better, better record than you because you 
are uh, I am shocked by this. You're 11 games under on your over unders, but you are seven games over against the spread. So. Yeah, well, I had the big week one. You know, I had the big 11 and four week one, but I haven't I haven't gone over 500 on uh, over unders yet this year. So, uh, but I I have I have a good feeling about this week because I feel like this week the games are almost like I think we're gonna I feel like we're gonna be going along with most of these games uh, because they Amen. seem kind of obvious this week. Oh, you're saying like the lines are all going to play obvious. There's some big lines though. So uh, maybe, maybe you're not going to like that, but uh, you know, we're not talking about college football lines, but there are, I think, let's see, one, two, three, four, uh, five, five lines that are a touchdown or more seven points or more uh in this week's schedule so uh and we're we're losing a game too we're dropping a game because pittsburgh and tennessee is on a bye so you're right about that that'll be this yeah this will be the first week that we haven't had uh, an entire slate to go through here so by the way like i picked the over on cincinnati philly the over was 46 they went into overtime tied at 23 and nobody scored like that's just ridiculous like just kick a field goal and I win that game. If Philly scores a touchdown in overtime, I, I hit the over and I win against the spread in that one. That one was aggravating. There was one other one that was super annoying. Um, God, which one was it? Oh, it was Buffalo, I think. And um, uh, Buffalo and the Rams, like that one looked like it was going to be an easy under the whole game. And then the, the, bills let the rams come back in the fourth quarter and had to score at the end to win it to hit the over and i was uh super annoyed at that too so yeah. definitely got backdoored by a couple of the games last week which i i do not enjoy yeah close that back door bogman you don't want any uh you don't want any part of it that's right but what's that nothing as i said let's talk about week four all right, let's talk about week four. We'll probably be able to get one game in here before we hit break, and then we'll get the rest. And let's start off with the Arizona Cardinals, who are going to Carolina. Arizona is a three-and-a-half-point road favorite, over-under set at 51, Boggs. I mean, this is, you know, the Cardinals traveling across country, and Carolina just went across country and looked good against the, the Chargers, beating them outright in L.A., but I don't see Kyler Murray stringing together two horrible weeks in a row. He was pretty bad last week. So I don't see that happening again. So I am going to take the Cardinals, uh, you know, and I'm going to give the points and I will take, I'll take the under in this one. Cause I think 51 is asking a lot for both these offenses. Yeah. I'm actually with you on both sides of it. I think it's rebound for Kyler Murray. I expect a very efficient game for him. I think the traveling plays a little bit against, you know, crazy high powered offense for the Cardinals. You've also got DeAndre Hopkins banged a little bit Carolina's yeah. offense. It doesn't mean these guys can't score, but 51 is asking for a little bit much. So I'm going to go the same with you on this first one. Give me Arizona. Give me the under when we come back. We are going to hit the next slate here. We got Baltimore, Washington, a little bit of in, uh, Indianapolis in there. We'll probably get to Chargers and Bucks. So don't go anywhere. More picks for NFL Week 4 with Bogman and the Welsh right around the corner. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Chris Well said you were coming. What else did he say? He said you were the best in the Parsec. Scott Bogman, former Imperial Sharpshooter. That's not saying much. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Please excuse his lack of decorum. In this league. This is the way. Stop touching things. It's Bogman. It's Welsh. It's in this league. Thank you for tuning in, whether it's on SportsGrid, whether you're over on the Mightier 1090. We are on actual airwaves or you know, most likely on the podcast front. So thank you guys for subscribing, for tuning in, checking out the stuff. You can find us on Twitter at is it the Welsh at Bogman Sports, especially if you got some week four questions. We're glad to uh, hit that. But always remember, on Monday, every Monday morning, you will have a brand new In This League Fantasy Football podcast waiting for you, breaking down everything that was that week in the NFL. So just want to remind you, fellas, that one. Let's continue on. More week four. We're doing our picks. So it's all gambling here. Against the spread, over-unders. We just did the Arizona-Carolina game. Both of us took Arizona. Both of us took the under. Kicking back off, Baltimore at Washington. Baltimore is a 13-point road favorite. The over-under is set at 45-and-a-half, and we know that Washington is already no, – what's that? My bad. Never mind. My bad. Well, I was just saying that we already we already know that Washington is getting pretty fed up with Dwayne Haskins. I don't even think there would be a, a shocker here if this game started to get away that Kyle Allen came in, whether that was good or bad, whatever that felt like. And Baltimore is coming off of – um you know, a loss that they didn't want to take in Lamar Jackson and the inefficiencies. So this feels all the parts, Bogman, of a classic Baltimore reestablishes and just pushes it down their throat. And it's going to be uh, it could be a rough one for Washington. Yeah, I mean, look, Baltimore was embarrassed on Monday Night Football and they, they should be embarrassed coming off of that performance. So even with a big line and one less day to prep, obviously, because they played on Monday Night Football, I'm still going to take uh, a angry Baltimore Ravens squad uh, going into Washington, who has been playing not great the last two weeks. I mean, they were really good in that second half against Philly. And other than that, they put up eight ugly quarters of football. So I think Haskins throws a couple picks. Uh, like you said, I think there's a potential for him to get benched. And I just think Baltimore runs this up. So I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm not real sure on what to do with this over under. So I'm just going to take the over. Uh, obviously, if I don't know what it is moving forward, take the over. That's what I'm going to do. We do have, I believe, eight games with 50 points or more this week. So there's a bunch wow. of them. But uh, I, I do think that we are getting adjusted because mo most of these games have gone over. So I, I'll take the over on that one as well. 
Um, I'm with you on the Baltimore side. I can see this getting away from Washington really quick. We could be going into the second half and it could be, you know, 21 to nothing. But my problem is, is, you know, Baltimore, it felt like Baltimore was a little bit exposed last week. There was some, you know, inefficiencies on Lamar Jackson's part. So something I don't feel like I had seen recently a whole bunch from him is it, it was very reminiscent of like one look and then try to bring it down and run which I hope there's an overcorrection of that, but he really didn't look like, uh, at least in that game particularly, that he was looking for a lot of the major options. So what I'm getting at is they seem to be a little bit exposed that I think Washington's defense, which uh, you know Chase Young might be a, a handful for him, that there could be a couple drives where everything is not put together. I still think that Baltimore could win this and they could win it 30 to nothing, but we're still not hitting the over. So I don't know if Washington's offense is going to be good enough to do anything against Baltimore. And I don't know if Baltimore is going to score on every single drive, especially with what we just saw. So I'm going to take the under, even though it's not a huge one, 45 and a half, but I will take Baltimore in a route. You got to say it like uh, a, re- a real person from Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. Baltimore. It, but see, now that you sound like Minnesota. Now, oh, hater, hon. Yeah. Gotta get on Danny Shore gets crab. I don't see. I don't know. It's all weird accents to me. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland at Dallas. Dallas a, only a four and a half point home favorite with Cleveland coming in. But as you said, this is, I believe, tied for the highest line of this week. 56 and a half, Fox. Yeah, there's a lot of points expected in this game. But I think the reason that the line is so low at four and a half is because Dallas's defense is bad. It's really bad and hurt. Awuzier still out for them. Obviously, they're missing LVE still. Uh, they do have good pass rushers, so they put pressure on the quarterback, which is, you know, Baker Mayfield kryptonite for sure. But I think Cleveland is going to be able to score in this game. So I'm going to take Dallas. I, I think that they're a, just a much better team than uh, Cleveland is, but I'll take the over on this. I think this could go back and forth, especially if Cleveland uh, has the ball in the fourth quarter a bunch when they're down. So um, I'll, I'll take Dallas and I'll take the over. I feel way better about uh, the Dallas pick than the over, though. I agree with you on that one. I'm definitely Dallas on this one. I, I It's hard-pressed for me to see what Cleveland offense is going to show up. I mean, obviously, the running backs are, you know, they're, they're another level, and that's going to be probably the biggest sore point for Dallas to cover. But, you know, Dallas's offense has been <clears throat> working through. Elliott was, um, was stuffed. Last week, if you will, I think 34 total yards. So we'll see if they move back to that. I wonder if there could be some slow pace. It's just something to consider with, uh, you know, Cleveland siding on both sides of the running backs. And I expect Dallas to try to turn the corner back into Elliott getting a whole bunch. So I just wonder if it's going to be a little bit slower pace, which worries me. But I'm still going to take the over because I just don't think you can. Otherwise, if Dallas's defense was a little bit better, that would be, um, you know, that would make me feel a little bit better about taking the under. Next up, you've got the Indianapolis Colts at the Chicago Bears. Colts only a two and a half point road favorite. Nick Foles is the starting quarterback now for the Bears. Forty three and a half is the over under box. Yeah, I think um, I think this line might be too low for the Colts. I think, you know, outside of week one, they put together two really, really good weeks in a row. Of course, last week they did play against the Jets. Uh, so the week before that, I believe it was uh, just a smashing of the Vikings. So uh, I'm going to take the Colts in this one. And I feel like that's kind of a simple pick. A home team uh, or uh, even on the road, I mean, against Chicago. I think that they should beat down the Bears who 
been playing musical chairs and, and the bears are undefeated, but I don't know what to do with this over under. Um, because I feel like this could play a little bit uh, closer, but Nick Foles, Nick Foles almost threw three picks in his short stint the other day. So we said the Bears are like the worst three and O team. Not to be mean yeah. about the Bears, but it's like the worst three and O team I've seen in a while. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to take the over on this one. Um, I'm not sure where to go to it. It's one of the lower overs of the week at 43 and a half points. So when it's that low in this season, I'm just going to take the over. So give me the Colts and give me the over in this one. I'm also going to go with the Colts on this. I really like them in this matchup. And I, I think it actually could get a little bit out of hand uh, on the Colts side. And I'm going to go with the over. Um, I think both teams are going to attempt early on to uh, play the run game, especially Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. But they can fling it. Nick Foles is going to want to sling it. and But I think the Colts defense is just, just good enough that this game isn't going to get crazy, crazy out of hand. But I like it on the Colts side. I love the two and a half points. And I think we're teetering that uh that line at 43 and a half so i'm gonna just take it all right so uh we definitely got time for at least one more next up we've got jacksonville at cincinnati this is a big one cincinnati is a three-point home favorite 49 and a half is your over under well this one is i feel like this one is more difficult to pick the against the spread because you know the, the Bengals have not won a game they're not looking good uh but 49 and a half between these two horrific defense it seems like one of the easier overs of the week in my opinion but uh i think that cincinnati wins this game i know jacksonville has the extra rest and, and all that stuff but gardner Minshew looked miserable last week he did not look good at all and the one thing that uh i think has been the most impressive about joe joe burrow outside of his ability to um you know move the pocket and make plays is the fact that he's not turning the ball over He's had some fumbles because he's getting wiped out a bunch because the offensive line has played so bad, but he only has one interception uh, through his first three games on the year as a rookie. That's unbelievably impressive. We just saw Ryan Fitzpatrick carve up the, the Jaguars secondary uh, CJ Henderson looked, he's had a couple nice games, but he looked very much like a rookie on Thursday night football last week. So uh, for me, I got the Bengals in this one. This is one of my easier ones to pick this week. I don't like picking Cincy to win, especially at home. I love to see the escalator of sadness, but since we're not getting many fans anyway, I guess that's fine. I guess I'll just go ahead and take the Bengals, but the easy over on this one. Uh, what are you thinking on this one? Welsh? Yeah, I'm with you on the over uh, on both sides. I get a little bit worried about like the inefficiencies sometimes that happen on the offense, especially with Jacksonville specifically, but um, you know, they're going to want to sling it. A lot of James Robinson, there's a chance DJ Chark might be back in this as well, which is going to help. And Cincinnati is going to fling it. You know, Joe, Joe Burrow is, uh, you know, 50. I wonder what is the, what is the averaging on pass attempts a game this year? I want to say it's got to be around the 50 marker, right? Uh, let's see. He has had uh, 36, 61 and 44. So let me just do the. Oh, quick... so that's probably like forty-eight. Uh, let's see. Yeah, something like that. Thirty-six plus sixty-one plus forty-four. Forty-four was overtime. So okay, uh, divided by three, three is forty-seven uh, attempts per game. Okay, so I was right about there. So I mean, forty-seven attempts per game is what. Cincinnati's offense has been they're just flush with wide receivers they're just going to sling the ball I mean on both fronts this is this, this is why the over good either and, and I think it's 
I, I don't think you can fully blame just the offensive line for Mixon not looking good. I think at some point you also have to start blaming Mixon, you know, uh, because there's plenty of guys that would make the uh, opportunities work catching the ball out of the backfield for this team, and he's just not doing it right now. So uh, 50-50 on Mixon, but those wide receivers, like you said, just look amazing right now. So yeah, I'm, I definitely think that uh, the Bengals roll in this game, with even though the Jaguars have won a game and looked better, just not real close to me. It's- yeah, we're both Cincy in the over on that one. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we uh, we will continue getting the. I don't know if we we'll get all these bad boys done in the next segment, but we've got some Tampa Bay Chargers, Minnesota, Houston, and a couple big ones: the Seattle game, New Orleans, Detroit. So don't go anywhere. More in this league coming up. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In this league. More pick'em time right here and in this league. It's Bogman, it's Welsh, and we got a whole set of games to get to here. We are going through all of our against the spread and over-under picks for week four. No Steelers, no Titans. Poor Bogman. It's going to be nothing yeah. but red zone for you, though. Nothing yeah, but red I, zone. I do like watching the red zone, so I'll I'll, I'll be okay. So we, yeah. still, we still have football, so I'll, I'll be all right. And then a reminder of what it looks like it's going to go down is that week seven – is when the is I think believe that's a tight that was the original Titans by week. That's where the Steelers are going to face the Titans in week seven. And then the Steelers are going to move to week eight to face off with the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens had week seven as their bye and that just uh, moves over. Right. Boom. right exactly. Boom, boom, boom. They'll take week seven off. Uh so that's looks like what looks like what the structure is uh as far as that change goes. All right. More games here. We got the Chargers at Tampa Bay. Tampa is a seven and a half point favorite with a 43 and a half over Boggs. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, look, we just saw the Chargers lose at home to Carolina. So it's not like they're playing their best ball right now. We we like it for uh, fantasy because Keenan Allen had 19 targets on Sunday, which was a lot of fun. And then, uh, you know, uh, it looked like Austin Eckler was getting more back to himself. Josh Kelly had a fumble. So, uh, and Justin Jackson might be returning this week too, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we'll see how this one pans out. But, I am going to take Tampa Bay. This is another one with a big spread. You know, I don't like that. But the over so low here, 43 and a half, it's begging to take the the over. Um, we do have injuries on Tampa Bay side. No, Chris Godwin looks like maybe no Leonard Fournette either with his ankle. So that is a bit of a question mark at this point. So uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I'm going to hold with them. I think they win even with less with the Chargers going all the way across country and give me the over because that number is still low at 43 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you on the over for sure. I'm actually going to take the Chargers on this just because of the points. This definitely can get out of hand. I don't particularly love this game, 
But when the Chargers offense is going, if Herbert's back there, we know it's going to go to Keenan Allen. We know Austin Eckler is going to be in there. There's no Chris Godwin for Tampa Bay. So maybe that puts a little bit in question of what they're doing overall. And the running game just hasn't been a solidified thing. So I'm just going to say that I think the Chargers might be able to keep some pace. And seven and a half, I'm getting a touchdown. So I kind of want to take that touchdown. So I'm going to go with the Chargers, but I'm going to take the over. Next up, Minnesota at Houston. Houston's a four and a half point favorite, 54 and a half. How many did you say are over 50 this week? Like eight? Yeah, it was eight. Let me see. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's eight. That's huge. Um, All right. So Minnesota, Houston, Houston's a four and a half point home favorite, 54 and a half over under. Okay. I'm going to take the under on this one because, you know, Minnesota's offense has been struggling a little bit houston has been struggling uh they've had tough opponents obviously the first three weeks in kansas city baltimore pittsburgh so they're zero and three but i'm gonna take the vikings to beat the spread in this one i think houston could win but i think this is more of a three-point game than four and a half i'm not gonna give uh four and a half and take houston so i'll take the this is my first underdog pick of the week i've taken the favorite in every other game uh but i think 54 and a half is asking a little bit much of these two offenses right now. So I'm going to take the under in this one. Don't have a great feel on this game, but uh, because of that, I'm going to take the points and go with the under. I think this is just, I don't think this is as exciting as a game as the uh, line is making it out to be. Yeah, I don't, uh, and I don't disagree with you, especially on the over-under. I'm going to take the under as well. I'm going to go with Houston. I, I think it could go either way. Minnesota's offense is just teetered between what type of puttering it wants to do, if it's up or down. And I think um, I think I like Houston a little bit. This is one of the few times I'm going to take Houston. So four and a half, but I'll also go with the under on you. New Orleans at Detroit. New Orleans is a four-point road favorite. 54 is your line. So road Drew Brees is always a little bit of a problem, but it's going to be nothing but Adrian Peterson for Detroit's backfield. Yeah, look, I don't like what's going on on offense on either one of these teams. So I'm, I'm going to take the under on this one, and that might be my easiest under that I take the whole week because, look, Drew Brees is just not the same guy. Uh, they put up a decent amount of points last week playing at home, but Alvin Kamara had to do all the work. And Welsh and I are taking Alvin Kamara in DFS. So we hope he gets that work. I'm just not a hundred percent sold that uh, he's going to, you know, get as many yards. I think he will score. So I, I'll take Detroit at home. They look pretty good against the Cardinals uh, in week three. So uh, the defense looks much better with Jeff Akuda out there too. So uh, give me the, give me the lions at home and give me the under because both these offenses are a little bit on the struggle bus right now. If I was get if there's a little bit more New Orleans side, I might take Detroit. But you know these type of games where you're still indoors is is where I'd rather play with Drew Brees and getting him outdoors when you take him away from home. Detroit's offense is okay. I like seeing Kenny Galladay back there. I think there's still a chance Michael Thomas could play, but I think it's probably still in a in a decoy place. But I'm gonna go with New Orleans, but I'm also going to take the under with you. Um, this is one that we've talked pretty at length about, uh, at least on ITL and even in the DFS picks because of you know how bad Seattle secondary has been and how much they're throwing. Seattle is going to Miami and they are six and a half point road favorites and the line is set at 52 and a half. You're muted, Bogman. All right, I was just coughing my guts out. Uh, so add a little bit of this, uh, this fun pee water that you call my yellow... Uh, crystal light packets go down the wrong pipe. So um, anyway, I mean, we've talked about 
you know, just how, how much of this game are we taking in our DFS? And it's because both these defenses are horrific right now. So easiest over of the week. This is the lock over of the week. I think you would agree with me too, Welsh. Seattle versus Miami. This is why we stacked Miami, but I am going to take Seattle. I don't think six and a half is a big enough number going up against the Dolphins. So give me Seattle. Easy, easy over in this game. They're going to, I mean, they may have nothing left at running back by the time we get to kickoff. So uh, Seattle's going to be passing the whole game too. So Seattle and the over for me, easy. Yep, I'm with you on that one. I don't have uh, too much more to add, except uh, I don't know if you've placed this in. When we do our parlays, I will definitely be taking Seattle at six and a half in one piece of my parlay. Uh, Giants at the Rams. This is the biggest, uh, second biggest differential. I'm sorry, uh, Baltimore over Washington had the biggest. This is the second one where the Rams are a 12 and a half point favorite at home over the Giants. 48 and a half is your line. I don't know what to do with this game, really. I think that line is probably... That, that line's really big, but the Giants are miserable right now. So I'll take the Rams and I'll take the over in this game because the over is under 50 points. So, um, and look, we saw the Rams let Buffalo score and, and uh, let Buffalo run right down the field and score at the end as well. So I don't really like the Rams defense uh, either. So I'll take the Rams in the uh, over on this game, but I don't feel good about either side. Yeah, I'm not sure I feel fantastic because of the 12 and a half points. I think the Rams are winning this outright, so I love that. I did take the under just because of the Giants offense has been so bad, and I imagine Aaron Donald is going to be in Danny Dimes' face all day. The wide receiver struggled last week. They're still without Shepard, so I just don't know where the Giants are going to get going, and I think there's a little bit of momentum for the Rams here. So I take the Rams not feeling confident. I feel better, I think, about the under than I do the actual pick. Uh, Buffalo over the Las Vegas Raiders um, or at the Las Vegas Raiders. Buffalo is a three point road favorite. Fifty two and a half. Another one of these 50 is the line. Yeah, I mean, this is an easy Buffalo uh, pick for me, even on the road. I don't care. Las Vegas is uh, struggling right now. They just lost when they're starting corners. Damon Arnett for six to eight weeks. Uh, John Abram is, you know, he's great, but he's playing a little bit hurt. They've been lost at linebacker. Um, they're not getting great pressure on the quarterback right now. Uh, and, uh, the whole offense is banged up. I mean, we know that Jacobs is playing, but he is a little bit hobbled by the hip. Darren Waller was a complete decoy. Uh, rugs probably isn't going to play. Definitely. Brian Edwards is not. So give me Buffalo on this one and I'll take the under because that over is over 50 points. And the, with the Raiders being so hobbled, I think Buffalo uh, gets up and then they learn from what happened last week and they run, run, run the ball in the second half um, and, and to try to drain in the clock out. So give me Buffalo, give me the under in this one. Okay, to run, run, run the ball in the second half. That's what you were doing. Uh, I'm going to go with Buffalo as well. Down so I can win some money. I'm going to go Buffalo, but I'm going to take the under on it. 52 and a half. Uh, you have the over listed here. I'm sorry, the over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the under. I was looking at yours for a second. I have the over. I'm a little bit worried about the Raiders' offense, which makes me want to take the under, um, just simply because as far as wide receiver, it's Hunter Renfro, and that's it. Nelson Aguilar. I mean, there's not much else that's out there. But to that, I think uh, Josh. I think Josh Jacobs is going to fare well against Buffalo, and they are going to try to sling it. Good Darren Waller game, so they're going to put up a couple points. But I think Buffalo is going to, uh, you know, this might be one of those like you know thirty 
30-20 type of games or 35-20. It needs to be a 35-20 to take the over, uh, but I'm going to go Buffalo in the over. New England at Kansas City. Kansas City, seven-point home favorite, 52-and-a-half. I mean, it's just Kansas City in the over until further notice, right? I mean, that's kind of what you have to do. Uh, we just saw them beat down Baltimore. I think Baltimore is much better than New England. So give me KC in the over at home, man. That's just yep. KC in the over band. That's where I'm going as well. Philly, Philly at my San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco is a seven point favorite at home. Over under is 46. Looks like I have not, I haven't seen if Garoppolo has officially been ruled out. I think he's not going to go. It's going to be Nick Mullins, but Kittle is back. Debo should be back. And no word on Mostert yet. So I think it's a little bit wonky, but having Kittle back and Debo back, I think are important. And Boggs, I'm just going to jump in here. I'm actually going against the 49ers, and I'm going to take Philly because of the points. And I'm going to take the under as well, because I think both of these offenses, there is a struggle. But both of these off these defenses should be designed at stopping tight ends better than most. You know, Philly's going to want to go to the tight end spot with Zach Ertz. But the San Francisco 49ers, you know, they've had plenty of work against George Kittle. So I think actually both of these work to that strength. And I just don't know where the rest of the offense is going to go. So I think San Francisco wins, but I'm going to take Philly in the points and I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I'm going to take the under too. Uh, I'm just not sold. Look, look, Carson Wentz is playing some bad football right now. It's not all his fault. Uh, it's definitely a lot on the offensive line, but some of it's his fault. You know, at the end of the day, he is throwing the ball into traffic and all that stuff. So I am going to take the Niners. I'm not very confident in this game. Uh, so I'll just take the home team and uh, give the points. But I'm going to take the under as well. I don't think any of these offenses are clicking on all cylinders. I mean, Jesus, the Eagles on Thursday were down to one wide receiver at practice. They had one. It was just Greg Ward. Everybody else was sitting out. So Yeah, I think they said it was he was the only wide receiver on their 53-man roster that was actually out there practicing. It was just yeah. a bunch of practice squad receivers. It's so dumb. So, yeah, yeah uh, give, me, uh, give me the Niners. Give me the under on that one. Last one, Atlanta at Green Bay. Green Bay is a seven-point favorite, and I think this, this is the other tied high line, 56-and-a-half. Yeah, look, uh, I, the, the line is so high I want to take the under, but you can't Atlanta plays to the over every single week. Uh, Green Bay has been putting up points like nobody's business right now. So uh, I'm going to take Green Bay uh, and I'll, I'll take the over. Um, you know, Julio's a little bit in question right now. I saw uh, Russell Gage did get in uh, a practice on Thursday. So it. Uh, he looks like he's going to be ready to go. And they have that extra day to rest because this is the Monday night football game. Uh, but uh, I, so maybe they can be a decent offense and hit the over here. But Green Bay, I think, should blow the doors off Atlanta. They're not good. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit worried about that huge line in the over, especially if Atlanta does sputter. But yeah, I'm going to take Green Bay and I'm going to go with you. You go, you, you take an over when you get Atlanta and Green Bay. That's just what you do. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to finish this bad boy up with our three-team parlay that we have not hit all year. So let's see if this is the week in this league coming up.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What is this? It's in this league. What? How can we be expected to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? In this league. It has to be at least three times bigger than this. Welcome back, friends. It is in this league, the end of hour two. Coming up in the next hour, KC Bubba. What's up with Bogman and the KC Bubba Sunshine Band? What do you guys got going down? We're going to do what we do, uh, you know, moving forward during Thursday night football games. We're going to talk about the Thursday night football game. And then we are going to, uh, you know, take his look at these bets. And I think Bubba did. I think Bubba's doing better than us on both. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's the way she goes early in the season. But I have a I I like this week. I like the picks that I made this week. I'm I'm fairly confident. in. All right. So three team parlay. I forgot to do it in the last segment last time, but I gave it to you so you guys could go through. What do you got for your three team parlay? And will week four be the first time we hit? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say one of us will hit week four. Ah, okay. Like it. it one of us is going to hit it. For me, uh, the three ones that I, I'm picking here, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Cincy over. They both don't play defense. It's one of the few games this week that isn't at 50 points. It is at 49 and a half. I think that's an easy over in that game. Uh, I'm going to also go with Seattle-Miami over. Seattle, one of the worst secondaries in the league. Uh, I think Miami might be the second worst. I got the over in that game. And then I'm going to take Buffalo minus three, even though they're on the road against a banged up Raiders team. Uh, I just don't think the Raiders have it right now. So give me Buffalo and those two overs for my three team parlay. All right. I'm going to go with Seattle minus six and a half versus Miami. I'm taking the road team there, but love Seattle minus six and a half. I'm going to take the Kansas city, New England over at 52 and a half. I know it's a little bit one of the higher ones, but Kansas should, Kansas City should be out doing what they usually do. And I expect New England to be slanging the ball a whole bunch. They're not going to be able to do any running. And then my final one, I'm going to take Cincinnati at home, minus three against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You've got the over on that one. I'm going to take Joe Burrow's team coming out strong. And I'm feeling, feeling okay about this one, Boggs. I think I agree with you. One of us is coming out with a three-team bar- parlay hitting. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, Bubba hit his week one. I can't remember what he had last so I don't think I don't think he hit it last week, but uh, uh, I, I I like this one. I like yeah. this week. All right. Well, let us know. Get your internet points if you play any of the DFS or any of our picks or the parlay, especially. Let us know, and we'll give you the internet points. That's it for internet points. This week. That's that's what we do. We try to give them out. Uh, that's it for me. Bubba's tagging in, so don't go anywhere. Hour three of in this league, right around the corner. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. 
That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.